everyone, and we pray you have your Bibles with you or your tablets, or you can go to YouVersion and be able to follow along with the scripture today. The title of the message is A Man of God, and uh, there was a man of God that this past week uh, went to heaven, uh, James Ashworth, my mentor in the healing ministry that uh, God has allowed me to be a part of for the last 30 years, um, went to heaven. Um, and there was a, there was a witness uh, from uh, a, a, another man of God that said, I wonder what it was like with the angels coming down to get Pastor James Ashworth and take him to heaven. And one of the people said, well, Jesus probably came down and got him himself. And I thought that was pretty cool that, uh, that that would happen. But he he made it to heaven. He had prayed for me many, many times uh, that God would uh, double the anointing that he had on me. And I thought that was pretty awesome. One thing that I have learned um, this week, that uh, prayer is so important that we pray for one another. And let me tell you why. Because he passed away on Monday, and I woke up on Tuesday morning, and I felt different. And I, I couldn't figure out why I felt different, but I felt different. And I felt like uh, I just didn't know how I felt, but I knew it didn't feel right. And Pastor James Ashworth had prayed for me for years, and he had covered me with prayer for years. And the thing about it was, he wasn't here any longer to pray for me. And I missed that. I didn't know that I missed that, but I missed him praying for me. And so I need a half a dozen people to replace him. Uh, you know, I do. Uh, you know, people that can pray for me. So I appreciate that. A man of God. So that's about him today. Revelation 20 and verse 12 through 15. Here's what it says. He says, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which was the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Now think about this. This is Revelation 20, 12 through 15. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened. So your, you have to think about this. Your works are in the books. And then there was another book that was opened, which was the book of life. That's where you're, the Lamb's book of life, that when... You accept Jesus Christ into your life, that's where your name goes in. And they were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. I've asked you this question before. If you were on trial because you were a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? The example is this. Well, I would like to live for Jesus, or I'd like to be saved, but this person is standing in my way, or this person is keeping me from where I need to be with Jesus. Well, if you ask me, you need to get rid of that person that's keeping you from where you need to be with Jesus, because it's time for you and me to begin our walk with Jesus, 
And then there's another amazing statement that I, that I want to, to make to you today and, and ask you this question is, if the books have your works in them, now we're not saved by works, but works is part of the process. So what we have to understand here is that if we, are, if we have a, a book that has our works in it, how many books would we fill up? How many books would we fill up? As it goes on, it says, And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. So there are books that has your works in it. You thought that all I had to do was get my name in the Lamb's Book of Life and that it would be okay from there. There's crowns. There are jewels and there are crowns that awaits you and me. And the thing about it is, I think that our time is short and I think that as Christians today, we've got to get ready and we've got to get busy getting souls into the kingdom of God. Couldn't we not say amen? How many books would fill up your works? Because we know that there's a book of life that has our name in it that is our salvation. But then there are books. And here's the thing. They're judged out of those things which are written in the books according to their works. And then verse 13 says, And the sea gave up its dead which were in it. And, the de and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever, who's the whosoever? We always said that we're the whosoever, was not found written in the book of life, was cast into the lake of fire. See, it clarifies in verse 12, which is the book of life. It says the book of life, one book. But then it says, then there were books that had our works that we were judged according to. Wow. And whosoever was not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Lord, please help us to have a burden for the lost. Please let us, get us, uh, have us a, a burden for the lost so that we can see people saved and see people healed and see people set free. So the question is this today, what defines a true man and true woman of God? I've heard many times people say, he's a good Christian man. You ever heard people say that? He's a good Christian man. Well, define good. Jesus said, even they called him good master. And he said, uh, there's no, none good, not even me. You know, Jesus said that about himself. But we say we're good Christians. You know, you know why, we, 
because we don't cheat on our wives or we don't smoke or we don't drink or we don't cuss. Do we define that by, by, by saying that if we are a good Christian? That's not what it says. What it says is we have works to do. We have things to do. We have people to go out and win. To, to, we have people to pray for, people that need healed, people who need delivered. And God will write those down because it is important that it is in the books. What I sing on the praise team, it'll be in there. I pastor a church, that'll be in there. So the question is this. Are you a man and woman of God? Those that are watching, are you a man or are you a woman of God? You say, well, preacher, the Bible just says all I have to do is believe and I'll be saved. Yes. But what about the books? Explain to me what about the books? There is not an opportunity for you to sit on the bench of do nothing and not do anything. And then you expect your name there? Listen to this. You say, well, I think I'm a good Christian. I think, I think I'm a good Christian because, you know, I, I don't cuss very much. Uh, I, I, I only look at porn sometimes. But I gossip a lot. Uh, but, but I still think I'm a good Christian. Stop judging yourself. It's not your job to judge yourself. Jesus said, now, he didn't even come to judge but to save the world that is lost. Don't judge yourself by your actions like that. Let me tell you something, because the flesh will sin every chance you allow it to. Now, I will tell you this, you need to get away from those things, and because Jesus lives inside of you, you have the power to overcome those things. See, we judge ourselves with the actions of the flesh, but God judge, judges the spiritual he looks at the inner man. The Bible tells us that he looks at the inner man. He doesn't look at the outward. He looks at the inner man. So what does the inner man look like? See, the inner man should, betray, should show that you are a godly man or a godly woman. See, all those things that I mentioned are works of the flesh and not the spirit. They won't be in there, and I'll tell you why. In Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 25, it says this. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these things. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness. Verse 20, just to hit the highlights. Hatred, witchcraft, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies. Envying, murder, drunkenness. Such things that are these. Of that which I tell you, as I have also told you in time past, he says this, that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So let me ask you something. Let's turn, let's turn the, the, the books around a little bit. Okay, because he's looking, he's looking at, at the books that has our works involved and then the book of life that has 
uh, has our name written in blood from, from Calvary. So we're thankful for all that. But let's change the book around and let's say that he writes down everything. Let's say that he writes down not only the working of the Spirit, but let's say that he walks, writes down the working of the flesh. Let's say there's a book on that. Would the working of the flesh, your book, I'm talking about your book, not anybody else's book, but your book, would it be, would it be full of the working of the flesh or would it be full of the working of the Spirit? And if your heart's still beating, you have time to change it. Because here's what he's saying in verse 22. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit <coughs> is love and joy and peace and long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith, meekness, temperance, such things there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. Verse 25 says, and if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So is your book, is the things that has your book, is it full of things in the flesh or is it things that, full, that are full of the Spirit? Because right here is what he's telling us. He's telling us here in, in verse 25 that if we live in the Spirit, then we will also walk in the Spirit. But let me tell you something. If you walk in the flesh, then you will also walk in the flesh. It's also going to be the opposite. So there are some of these things that are going to be in the books. It's your book. Not only our actions, but our deeds. Let's just take just a minute and digest that. Wow. The key to a man and a woman of God is verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Being 100% surrendered to the will of God will go in the books. And I'll give you an example of why. If you go into Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, he says, Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. Stop living for yourself and become a man and woman of God and do what he tells you whether you feel like it or not. Are you with me? No matter if you feel like it or not, we have to 100% follow the will of God because that's what's going to be in the books. Now, here's the thing. People have asked me. They said, they, 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 they've asked me this, and, and somebody asked me recently this. They said, you make sure that that Pulse Church up there is not you and make sure it's God. Somebody recently asked me that. They said, do you feel like that you're in the will of God by being at the Pulse Church? And I said, Yes, I said there was too many things that had to happen for us to be here, and yes, I believe that. But let's say for an example that I was not supposed to be here. Then guess what? I will be saved, but my works will be burned. 
Why? Because I'm out of the will of God. Let me give you, let me give you the scripture here. 1 Corinthians 3, 9 through 17. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have, led the found, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereupon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereon. Make sure that your dreams are his dreams for your life. It's so important that you make sure that it is his dreams that you are, that you are fulfilling. And for other foundations can no man lay them to be as laid, which is Jesus Christ. So the foundation has to be upon Jesus. Now if any man buildeth upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stone, then there's wood, hay, and stubble. See, if you're, if you're doing this on your own, if you're doing this on your own, then it's wood, hay, and stubble. But if you're obeying God and you're obedient to God, and, and i got to be honest with you, not everything that I've ever done for Jesus was his will. <coughs> and there's things that I've done that I thought was for the kingdom of God, but it was me. It was about me. And those things will be burned. Those things will be burned. Well. So when I thought I was doing the will of God, and I think that when I get before Jesus and, and before God and, and he opens my book, he opens my book, personally, my book. Let's say he opens my book. And there's going to be things in there and I'm going to, that, that I'll say, well, well, but what about this God? I'm just paraphrasing here and I'm just uh, ab-living here. But what about that God? Remember when I, I did that in your name? Remember when I did that in your name? Remember when I did that in your name? He can look at me and say, yeah, that was you. I had nothing in that. That was you. And it's not going to be in the book and I'm not going, and I, and I'm not going to get anything for it. You say, well, what, what are you trying to do? I don't want to go to heaven empty-handed, do you? I want rewards when I get there. I want to re be rewarded for, for, for being obedient. You say, well, you know, you should be just like an old dumb song that says that uh, all I need is a little cabin in heaven or however it goes. No, no, no. Buddy, I tell you what, if I'm going to put forth the effort, then I want to go big. But if I'm not being obedient to God, and I'm not obeying Him, then I'm going to be judged, and, and it's not going to be in the book. It'll be there, but I'm not going to get credit for it. Because it's wood, hay, and stubble. But if a true man of God would build on gold and silver and precious stones, in verse 13, he says, every man's work shall be made manifest. Every man's work, not your mama, not your daddy, it's you. 
Your works will be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. And if any man's work abideth, remember he says, if you abide in me and I abide in you, whatsoever you ask in my name, I'll do it for you. See, we have to abide in him. We can't abide in ourselves. We have to do the will of God. And know the will of God. For he says, if any man's works, if any man work abides, he hath built thereon, he shall receive a reward. Because your works, this work here, the Pulse Church, the daycare, the school, the Winfield, uh, all the, and the other two campuses and whatever else God wants to do while, while we're alive, those things will be tried by fire. And if they're not the will of God, then they'll be burned. Wood, hay, and stubble. But if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. Verse 15. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Isn't that good? At least you... At least we make it to heaven. You may go to heaven empty-handed if it's all about you, but if it's all about Jesus, then you're going to get rewards for what he's done. Anybody ever heard this before? I've preached this for years. I don't know if I've ever preached it up here. Because every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, that it shall be revealed by fire. And fire shall be tried of every man's work and what sort it is. And if any man's work abideth, which means it's God's will, which he hath built thereon, he shall receive a reward. Those things are going to be in the books. I'm not a works I'm not, I'm not telling you that you're saved by works. We're saved through faith. But this should alarm you. Those that are watching, this should alarm you to say, wow, am I doing the will of God? If you're not doing anything, there's not going to be anything in the book except your name. I would think that people that were saved would want to work for the king. Would you agree? He is writing your life. He is writing your life. Andy, there's a song that uh, we played it here before. And your life song, life song. I think it's life song by, uh, who is that? Casting Crown, yeah. That's us. That's us. He's writing, he's writing our story. He's writing our story. He signs his name, I, I, I remember getting pulled over by the police one time for, uh, for something that I didn't know was wrong, but I do now. And I, I got pulled over uh, from the, by, by the police, and, and, and I had just left the bank, and I used to sign big checks, and I used to sign 
people's raises and I used to sign all this kind of stuff and, and, and the guy hands me the ticket it's 10 degrees that morning going across the St. Albans uh, Nitro Bridge and he hands me that ticket he says I need you to sign this I said I cannot sign something that I do not agree with and he looked at me and he said, if you do not sign it, I'm going to come over and I'm going to jerk your hind end out of that car and take you to jail. And I looked at him and I said, I am a high profile pastor and you can't handle the press. I said, you can't handle the press. And I said, how can I sign something that I disagree with? Ten degrees outside. I made him wait about five more minutes while I thought about it. How can we sign something that we disagree with? But when Jesus signs our paper at the end of the day and he writes his signature across and he says, I approve. Let me ask you something. Are there times in our lives that he doesn't approve? When we're trying to do our own thing, when we're trying to fulfill our own way of life, when we're trying to see our own Dreams fulfilled. I don't want to preach a sermon that Jesus isn't in. I don't want to sing a song that Jesus isn't in. I don't want to go anywhere that Jesus isn't in. He says in verse 16 of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he says this. He says, know ye not that you are the temple of God. And that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Isn't that good? The Spirit of God dwells in you. And he said, if any man defiles the temple of God, him shall God destroy. What? Let me back up here a little bit. Let me back up to, to envying, murder, drunkenness. And I, have, and, and I also have told you in time past that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Oh my goodness. And then he tells us again in the scripture, not my words, but if we defile the temple of God, <laughs> it's going to get destroyed. Why? Because the temple of God is holy. The temple of God is holy. I know you all have problems with this. Because of some of you and some of how you were raised. You base your Christian walk by your, by your flesh. You cannot base your Christian walk by your flesh. Your spirit is supposed to reign over your flesh. It's supposed to have true reign over the flesh. 
But what he is telling you and me, and you should be able to, to, to rest in this, but he says the temple of God is holy. If any man defiles the temple of God, he tells us in the verse 16 that you are the temple of God. So if he tells you that you're the temple of God, then what are you? You're holy. And I'm not talking about your socks or your underwear. I'm talking about you. Your inner man is holy. Start acting like you're holy. Because you are. These preachers that make me sick and, oh, I'm just an old wretched sinner. What book are you reading? Because I'm not an old wretched sinner. I went to, uh, there was a man that went to a cross that we celebrated his resurrection last week that, I, uh, that he died for me. And let me tell you something. I may have been one time an old wretched sinner, but guess what? I am not a wretched sinner now because I'm saved by the blood of Calvary. I'm no longer a slave to sin because I am a child of God. Oh, I hope I'm preaching this to where you're getting it. I'm going to leave you with this one thing here. This one thing he says this. He says, he says that any man defile the temple of God. Now, can we agree that we are the temple of God? Just me? Okay. There's a few. Okay. We are the temple of God. Okay. Here's what defile means. It means to spoil, to degrade, to poison, or to corrupt the temple of God. That's what the word defile means. So if you do those things, what he said, he's going to destroy. He's going to destroy. He's going to destroy. If we're warmongers, if we're, if we're committing adultery, if we're doing these things, he said we shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You say, well, but I'm, I'm saved, but I still do these things. Let me tell you something. You need to allow your spirit to reign over your flesh. And you can because the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, are there areas that we struggle in? Sure. But let me tell you something. God is working on us to get us to a place. But here's what I challenge you that are, that are watching today. Start filling up the book. Start filling up the books. I hope to God... That when I stand before him, there's a tractor trailer that pulls up that's got my books. And I'm not talking about a fleshly works, but I'm talking about that it's full of things. He says, yep, I led, I led for that. Yep, I led for that. Yep, I led for you to go to Gasway. Yep, I led for you to do that. Well, you know, I don't know about this over here. I didn't lead for that, didn't lead for that, didn't lead for that. That's what makes a true man of God and a woman of God. 
A true man of God and a true woman of God will obey God. So does he approve of you to where he can sign your name at the end of the day? Listen to this song. It's a great song, and it just kind of sums up the sermon today about being a man and a woman of God. If you have something you want prayer over today, uh, text us and we'll, we'll pray. Uh, people that are here from the worship team, if you, wanna, if you have a prayer need, you want to come and, and, and do this, uh, come and pray. Uh, the, the altar is open for those that are, those that are here. But I'm excited. I'm excited about this message. Once it posts, I encourage you to share it to all your friends. Because we need to know this stuff. small sacrifice not join with my life I sing in vain tonight may the words I say and the things I do make my life some sing bring a smile
today, Father. I give you praise and I give you honor for it because it is in the name of Jesus Christ. I, I want to talk to you just a moment about uh, where we are right now in this world. And uh, we know that it's, uh, you know, you hear the news and you're saying, you know, people saying it's difficult times and people are saying that it's rough times and these kind of things that are, that are going on. I, I was watching the news the other night and it said that there were people pulling up in, in very expensive vehicles and they were getting food. And these people were saying, we've never had to do this before because of, of where we are. Daytona Beach has opened back up. Christy and I leave Monday. Joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Soon, but <laughs> soon. But, but when I heard that, I heard that Daytona Beach opened back up. I was going, yes, hallelujah. And so things are, things are opening back up little by little. We know that within what the president has said and what our governor has said is that uh, we're looking at a 14-day uh, we have to look at 14 days to make sure we continue to, um, to continue to go down um, and to make sure that people aren't, uh, aren't still getting, you know, the coronavirus. And then it said that we move into phase one. Phase two talks, uh, I, I don't know if phase one, I don't know if I remember it talking about church at all. I, I thought that I heard gatherings of 30 or less. I thought I heard that, but I'm not sure. And then phase two was uh, gatherings of 50 or more. Um, and so I'm going to go back and I'm going to follow up with that. I, I want to listen to the governor on, on Monday during his speech to see what he says about if we are in phase one or are we within that 14 days of making sure that we are declining instead of, uh, instead of going up in, in the readings. Uh, so, um, we're trying to figure out that. Now, one thing that we do know, that our Attorney General said, uh, Patrick uh, Morsi said, that we, churches, according to the Constitution, are essential. So, we are an essential facility, just like our daycare is. Our daycare is an essential facility. It can be open. Um, we actually have a special permit that the daycare uh, is open, but it is only open for for parents and guardians that are essential employees. We could not take uh, Mr. Such and Such or Mrs. Such and Such's uh, daughter or son if they're not working or if they're not an essential employee. We can't do that. What I've got to figure out is how we can open back up as a church and how we can be okay and, and not be bending rules. Uh, so I am going to be working on that this week. We do not want to ever close the doors of the church. We don't want the doors to ever be closed within the church. But this thing's getting ridiculous of us being closed. And, and so we don't want to be part of the problem but we want to be part of a solution. So I'm working, and I'm going to be working this week to find out for sure what we can do. Keep praying and binding this coronavirus back to hell where it belongs because that's where it came from. So we want to keep doing that. 
things will get better. But I hope that the new normal is better than the old normal. People say, man, I hope we get back to normal. Man, I hope not. I hope not. I hope that there is a great revival that will take place, and it starts right here at, at 403 Elk Street, where people can be saved, people can be healed, people can be delivered, and that our churches can be full uh, once again. I'm just sharing my heart with you, and just uh, because we want to do things right. We don't want to have people talking about us, <laughs> although they, they talk about us anyway. I'm the topic of many conversations of preachers on Sunday morning, so I appreciate the advertising. But we don't want to be doing anything wrong. We want to be obedient to, to. But we got to get back to work. We got to get back to work, and we got to get this thing back open. Yeah, because we got things to do. But we don't want anybody sick. And I think that's what I scratch my head about is like you walk in Kroger out here and, and you know, people have masks on and they're wearing gloves and, and what, there's one case in Braxton County that, I, that I've only heard of. Not unless they've changed it, but there's only one case in Braxton County. So I'm thinking, okay, will the governor say, okay, these counties, because you don't have cases, you know, can open. And then there's this, there's this fear that the world has out there that if we open too soon, then it's going to cause, uh, you know, it to, to escalate and, and people get it more than, and that's happening in China right now. So we want to be obedient, Jesus. We pray that you help us to be obedient. I'm transparent to you. I've always been that way. I've always been honest and, and tried to lay it out to you, whether you liked it or not. But We've got to get back open, and we've got to figure out how we can do that. Jesus, we just pray that you'll show us um, how we can get back open but be legal and, and be obedient. Father, we just pray that, that you'll protect us and that you'll use us for your kingdom, glory, and honor for the future, Father, as we uh, work towards getting back open. And Father, we give you thanks and praise and honor for that. Thank you for watching. Those that are watching this week. Um, and those that will be watching, we appreciate it. Put, give, send us your prayer request. Um, I got a, a text the other day. I got a text from somebody who was listening to one of the messages on YouTube and texted me and, and told them it was life-changing. And I, it just, I said, well, thank you, Jesus. So people are, people are watching. And it, you'd be surprised where people are watching. They're watching all over the world, this thing. So uh, in, in Gasway, West Virginia. So... I'm thankful for what he's doing and what he's going to do. So I pray you have a great day. It's going to be 62 today. Get out in the sunshine and, and enjoy the day in Jesus' name. Have a great day.